<laughs> I'm just mad. I'm so mad. <laughs> Seeing Red the Pod, episode 33, where we always discuss the latest Nebraska issues. I'm Stephanie, and here with me today, as always, are my co-hosts, April and Melody. How are we doing today, ladies? I feel the relief. Yes. Bash's president moving out of office. Woo! One large step in the right direction, but... One large step back from the cliff... So. Oh my gosh. Yes. I mean, I just, I was looking at, so today we're recording is November 8th, and this is the same day that we found out that Trump was elected four years ago. And I was looking at my Facebook memories, and I had made a post about, I was just so worried about the future of our country, and I, it was going to be so, so awful. And and it was. Mm-hmm. It, it was so awful. And you know, I'm not I don't have a magic eight ball, but like also it wasn't I can't believe people uh, let that happen. And I am glad to see that enough people learned their lesson and mm-hmm. they showed up to vote who didn't vote last time and they voted on party when they didn't last time. And I'm just glad we all learned our lesson and I wish it wouldn't have had to take all of um, the harm that it took. Mm-hmm. Yeah. April, mm. what about you? Um, I also feel a lot of relief that like, I mean, this was like a stone that had to fall before anything else meaningful could happen. And now that that stone is out of the way, uh, as we said in our new favorite meme, get in, losers. We're going left. <laughs> yeah, get in, losers. Get We're going to push this administration. This is so hard. Um, and we are not giving up here in Nebraska, even though not go left. <laughs> so I have a question. Um, how do you feel about calls for be kind? To the people that just lost their candidate and let's just try to like let's try to ease up on some of the things we want so that no. more people no, no, can no. feel comfortable like, no i'm not easing up that? on anything i want no. but Under i will no say i don't have any time to gloat i don't give a shit like i don't care it's over it's done moving on which is to all of the work all of the <laughs> climate change that has to happen all of the voter rights that needs to be restored all of the covid right now start working Mm -hmm. oh my god already all has to happen so i'm not spending an ounce of energy on gloating or talking to anybody who lost Mm because i don't get time for that shit no i saw a really great twitter post maybe i don't know it's probably been pinging around who knows who the original author was but it said basically like 
will give you as much time to grieve your loss of this election as you gave us to grieve a national hero when Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, which was no time. They basically were like, no, we got to roll up our sleeves. We have a Supreme Court seat to steal. And then they stole it. And they stole it. So, no, we have no time for that nonsense. It, I love that the uh, soon-to-be president will be putting together a COVID task force on Monday. I have no doubt that even though he is not elected, everyone's going to just start working in that direction. Yep. He's now got all of this influence, and he's not even waiting for the inauguration. He's just putting together meetings, he's putting together task forces, and he's not messing around here. The only thing I have time for is anything anybody wants me to do to help in Georgia. Like I told my husband, I'm like, I might have to go to Georgia. <laughs> and he's like, I could go to Georgia. And I'm like, no, you're going to have to watch the children when I go to Georgia. <laughs> my aunt no. is going to Georgia and volunteering out there. Who? My aunt. Oh. She lives in Texas. Oh, not so far. Not so far then. Like, I will actually work from here, but, oh, my God, I will eat ramen. I will, mm-hmm. you know, do whatever it takes. I, We have to have those seats so that Harris is the tiebreaker. Right. So, normally, I am, and I am kind of an asshole about this. Normally, I say, mind your own business. We've got shit to focus on in Nebraska, and it really pisses me off when I hear Nebraska money being funneled into other places in their state work and their federal work when our state has so many problems. But I will say, when it comes to those Senate runoffs in Georgia this year, I will, I'm going to going to rescind the rule going to rescind the rule because that is nebraska's only hope for any sort of progress and if at the federal we have a blue house which we do a blue presidency which we do Mm -hmm. if we have a blue senate we could actually make real policy and we could actually do things like pass a health care reform we yes. could actually have police reform. We could actually hold the gun industry accountable. We could actually do the big promises of the campaign, but we've got, if we don't have the Senate, mm-hmm. then we won't get it done. Right. I mean, it's just and, that's, and that's the reason why I will literally do anything. <laughs> yeah. So we, we can't count on Ben Sass. We can't count on Deb Fisher. They have proven themselves to be true about that. They don't care about us. Uh, they don't care about anybody who's outside of the Republican Party. And, um, and the Republican Party doesn't care about us. So mm-hmm. this is the one time, you know, if you have political dollars, I would say go ahead and send them to those candidates in Georgia. If you have time to travel and help with the campaign, you know, and you're in that world, do it. Um, those races are really important to Nebraska. I made my first two donations on Saturday, right after I watched uh, the president elect and vice president elect speak. So, mm. uh, can I say there's been a lot of talk about what this means to girls, hmm. little girls, mm-hmm. and it, I mean, 
as a woman, I mean, of course, it means a lot to see a woman at the top, at the top of the political field, right? She's one mm-hmm. heartbeat away from the presidency. This, it does mean a lot. One thing that is uh, never not talked about, and as I have two sons, is the impact on little boys. Yep. They can look and say, oh, it's normal for women to be in power. It is normal for women to be the boss of men. It is normal. And it's okay. And it's not scary. And it's not intimidating. And it's not um, unusual. No. It's normal. Sometimes a man is in charge and sometimes a woman is in charge. And sometimes a non-binary person is in charge. Mm-hmm. We put in the most effective people. And so that's just how that looks. And I, um, I'm just, just really thinking about how that can be so normalized to boys and how important that is for boys to see women in power and to be comfortable with that. Like yep. they do in every other major country in the world. My God. <laughs> right. We're not a different species. Jeez. So I just, um, I just thought that was so powerful. I had my son watch and I um, love that I could actually have him watch a presidential speech because he's eight. My older one is eight and he's getting old enough. You know, you kind of want to start getting him involved and educated about how the process works. Uh, but I couldn't let him watch anything the president said the past four years because who knew what he was going to say? Right. I don't want to have to explain hate rhetoric to my little boy. I don't want him to see a man in power who bullies everyone from the pulpit. Mm-hmm. So I'm just really, really, I feel good about it, basically. Let's uh, talk about Nebraska. As painful as it may be. Oh, no. <laughs> We're going to have to. Delaware. I know. I cannot believe Fartenberry has been in there 14 years. That's just insane to me. Uh. And he's done nothing. As a friend of ours joked, what does he even tell voters? Like, you're really lucky I got that commemorative Boys Town coin passed. Like what else has he done? Nothing. And that was and that was like I don't know five or six years ago. He literally has nothing, and yet people were apparently not willing to vote in an accomplished state senator woman. Well, I gotta say about the primary race, I gotta say like we did. It was always by, I mean, the eye of a needle that. Bulls had a chance to win. And I think mm-hmm. we all knew that. But like, we had a trans woman on the primary ballot and helped build the bench out in Bellevue where she lives and got people who were new to politics involved. And I thought that was awesome. Mm-hmm. And then Kate, she, she scared. She scared Jeff. Jeff is afraid. He's afraid for that seat. He knows. He knows that that seat could be in play. And Kate moved it forward. And that's important. So it was a good race. And I'm really grateful that she ran. Uh, I'm really grateful that she was able to put his feet to the fire, force him to do debates, Mm -hmm. force him to 
be accountable in the press in ways he's never had to be accountable. And it will make him more cautious these next two years. It will make him more cautious for sure. And then can we just talk about the Kara Eastman race? (sighs) Well, with friends like these, who needs enemies? My God. Democrats who flipped and supported Bacon is ridiculous. I, I don't I don't think that there were many of those. I mean I No, I but then they went and started an ads for them and everything. Like that's real gross. I mean the thing, Asher, with, the thing with Kara's race is we should have been able to have 40% of this state vote blue. And we get zero representation in Congress. Zero. And and it is so fucked up that Cara's campaign had to deal with a Christianisek misogynist threatening gang rape against employees that irritated him um, as a joke, allegedly, right? So her campaign had to deal with that. that, Oh, this is how Democrats are like. And then her campaign had to deal with uh, John Klein, who let a murderer run free, brought in a special prosecutor, basically said the special prosecutor could not be neutral because he was black. And then he joined the Republican Party with a huge press conference. So her campaign had to deal with that. And then her campaign also had to deal with Brad Ashford, the former Democratic congressman, being in an ad for John Bacon. And his campaign has been run like a white supremacy training ground. We have so much documentation about Don Bacon and the harm that is happening there. And then he voted with Trump the whole time. And so basically it was like, do I want to be with the party that is, seems like it's just a hot mess? Or... Do I want to stick with John Bacon, who doesn't seem like a hot mess? And I'm kind of okay with the Nazi white supremacy stuff. I kind of don't believe it. I don't want to because I'm a nice white lady. And then but I hate Trump. So, like, basically, you just had a ton of Biden Bacon voters. I, I also think one thing we have to look at with both Kate and Kara is that there are a lot of people that are okay with women as long as they are subservient to men and neither of those women are or ever will be. And so I think sexism is rampant in our country and impacted both of those races greatly. Oh, of course it impacted. But I think with the Cara race specifically, she only lost in 2018 with less than 5,000 votes. This time it was 10. The margin doubled. And I think mm-hmm. it's been have a lot to hold themselves accountable. Oh, yeah. And there was money flooding into that district, like nobody's yeah. business from lots and lots of bad, bad places out of Nebraska. Yeah. And I hope that Brad Ashford can sleep at night knowing that nobody, no Democrat in Nebraska has representation. Nobody progressive, nobody who just isn't Republican, the independent Nobody else gets a voice except the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. And Brad Ashford, who was an actual goddamn Democrat in Congress, signed off on that. He was fine with us not having any representation. 
it was more important to him about a petty grudge over a woman he personally didn't like. Uh, he was willing to do that to our democracy. And I hope that if he tries to join any sort of advocacy group, movement, you remember where he actually stands. Mm-hmm. He stands with the guy that stands with the NRA, that stands for police violence. He stands with the guy who stood with Trump, refused to impeach Trump, um, took the word over a narcissist dictator, over actual military leaders, generals, foreign service, ambassadors. That's the kind of guy Don Bacon is. And that's who that's who Brad Ashford stands with. Mm-hmm. That's who he stands for. Literally in his ads. So Brad, oh, you're out. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> I'm just mad. I'm so mad. All right. Let's talk about the legislature. Where does the count stand, Stephanie? Where, where are we at? I don't want to talk about the legislature. I'm so sad. I just need your facts. (laughs) So uh, right now, well, currently, I don't know. We have 20 uh, Democrats and one independent in the legislature. And we lost um, at least two seats um, going forward. I'm kind of Strangely, I think McAllister, I think of him as an independent. So um, let me take that back. I think we had 19. So um, we're down to 17 and um, it could, it's not great. Here's the thing about 17 is in the legislature, if you want to stop a bill via a filibuster, it is, uh, you need 17 votes. Mm -hmm. And What people don't always understand about the 17 votes is one vote in the legislature represents approximately 30,000 people. So if you have 17 legislators that vote against something, that is about half a million people, okay? Because we're representative democracy. And if a half a million people stand up and go, whoa, there's a problem with this policy and we don't like it, there should be a way to stop it. Okay. And so, um, and because of the influence of Pete Ricketts money, Republicans, almost all of them vote with the governor uh, and they don't vote as an independent branch of governor government. So the fact that we only have 17 Democrats and Democrats often will peel off, they don't vote as a block, they vote more independently, which generally is a good thing, except when you're in a system where the other team isn't voting independently, then it's a bad system, right? So one of those votes is not, we don't, we don't know for sure if we have 17 votes. Right now, uh, Carol Blood's race is not, the right. outcome is not clear. She's only 200 votes ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's back up. So the Sarpy County Commissioner, caught, election commissioner, caught COVID. Mm-hmm. So they've had to pause and stop counting because the election commissioner didn't have a COVID plan. I think it was some of his staff, too. But still. Yeah. So election the night, they were counting ballots. And they have not counted another ballot after election night. And here's the thing about Sarpy County. Sarpy County is the military base. Mm-hmm. You know who votes provisionally? Our military 
actually yep. military and their spouses. That's the votes provisionally. Um, they're also, I was a poll worker this year for the primary and the general, but what we saw a lot in the general was people had gotten a mail-in absentee ballot and then they changed their mind. And so they had to vote provisionally also because they would have had two ballots, right? The one that got mailed and the one they filled in person. And so those just have to be reconciled um, to make sure everybody only votes once. So that's, I'm sure, why there's so many provisional ballots. But with a thousand ballots out there, that race can still go either way. And we don't know how that race is going to go. Um, but I can't believe Sarpy County has not counted a single ballot after election night. That's nuts. How is anybody supposed to get anything done if they don't know who got elected? So they need to, they need to carry on. I can't. I think, I think they did. I think they did uh, count some ballots on November 4th. Um, and I think they were attempting to try to finish it out on Friday, but I'm not, I'm not positive on that. I think they have counted some of the ballots since election day. Well, my statement is based on what I see in the Secretary of State election results, and they're not updated from election night. Yeah, yeah well, that site is also hot garbage, so Bob Evans Yeah, but it does, it does update <laughs> in real time. So uh, I don't except there's think still some Sarpy, stuff wrong with it. I don't think Sarpy has sent, if they've counted more votes, they did not send them to the Secretary of State. Not maybe. And that's a problem. Because mm -hmm. everybody needs to know. This is really important information that people um, all across the state need to know. We need to know who is representing the legislature. Um, she was up by about 200 votes, I think, on the Secretary of State's on Sarpy County site. She's at 9,036, and her opponent is at 8,914. Wait, these these races matter so much. She's at what? Um, Carol Blood's at 9,036. Oh, I was missing a zero. Okay. And Rick Holdcroft is at 8,914. So less than, um, less than 100 votes. Yeah. So Okay, so that is updated from election night. Um, but yeah, the Secretary of State's not updated with that information. And honestly, after the, um, they also updated Jen Days and Anda and Andrew Legrones, and he's at she's at twelve thousand three hundred ninety one, and he's at twelve thousand one hundred fifty seven. Wow, it is really crazy how many of these races come down to a couple hundred votes. Oh. I know. Um, I was working on um, two years ago working on campaigns here in Nebraska, and was it? Is it Wendy DeBoer's race was like 50. Wendy DeBoer was the one I was calling and mm -hmm. it was like less than a hundred people. Uh. Yeah, your vote, your matters. vote matters. So when yep. you think your vote doesn't matter and your friends tell you it don't matter. It does. Tell them theirs doesn't matter. It does. Maybe, yep. maybe you can make an argument for president, but that's not all you're there for folks. They're not the ones who have the most influence. Um, mm -hmm. So when we talk about how it kind of matters that they need the results of these races locally. Um, Senator Hunt was on Facebook talking about how they're already planning for next week, the legislative council meeting where mm -hmm. they choose committee assignments and 
um, is that also where they choose um, chairs, committee chairs? They don't choose them. They vote there's them, a right? lot of politicking that go on. Mm -hmm. They don't yeah. choose anything because the body, the, the body legally does not exist until um, January. But they start working on this stuff. Right. They start and, wheeling and feeling and like talking mm -hmm. about and they onboard all the freshmen and yeah. because term limits are so short, like 25% of the legislature is always new, mm -hmm. at least, and sometimes oh. more. And so she was saying that apparently this legislative council meeting is going to be in person, mm. which is a terrible idea to bring together tens of people. I don't know. How many would there be? How many counties we got? Or how many legislative districts? 49. 49 almost 50 people from all over the state bring them together in a room. <laughs> Have you in, seen our positivity rate? In Hooper, Nebraska, or Hooper County. Which, this by the terrible. way, that's where Mullen is. Tiny little town. And that is where um, Ferial Pearson went last year. Oh, yeah. And they, they ran her out of town. They ran her out of town. She was mm, in a hotel. She was supposed to be speaking about kindness at the high school the next day. She and did speak about kindness. She, she did end up speaking about it. But the night before, um, she was in her hotel room and started getting emails. People were sending her screenshots. Everyone in the little town, not everyone probably, but they were passing around posts that she was a Muslim extremist out to do bad things to the kids. Oh my and God! She wanted to drive home, and the only reason she didn't drive home was because she was afraid they were all country roads with no lights. And she thought maybe she'd probably be safer in her room than if she got in her car and tried to drive away. Um, so she stayed, and then the principal talked her into continuing to give the speech, and so she did. But that's where they want to have the council meeting. That's on brand for Nebraska. Brand. <laughs> yeah that was a really uh that was very scary for her i can tell you though my biggest concern though is the covid mm -hmm. our positivity rate according to um covid act now which is what some of the local doctors and stuff are using that when they make their videos it says it's 36.2 percent this is on Sunday, November 7th. That's insane. That's insane. And they want, um, we have a governor who'll do nothing. In fact, we have a, do a campaign of doctors in the state who are trying to get Ricketts to act, uh, urging people to call and pressure him to enact some mask mandates, maybe close some goddamn bars or something. And mm -hmm. Stephanie, Tell us, oh please tell us, what did his spokesperson do to stroke these fires? Stoke, stoke. <laughs> well, uh, Taylor, super spreader Gage, uh, decided it was a good idea <laughs> to um, completely politicize and call out, um, I don't know, went on people's Facebooks and looked at what kind of and Twitters and looked at what kind of posts that they'd had and then decided, oh, well, all these doctors are Democrats, so we don't need to listen to um, liberals and Democrats, so we don't need to listen to what they're saying, which is... Which is how they run the state. It's so ridiculous. Like, we just can't, like, fear and misinformation and 
it, I have no words for the complete stupidity. Oh my These gosh. doctors are not acting politically. They're right. acting for science right. and safety and lives of their patients right. while risking their lives mm-hmm. all the time. What's interesting about doctors is like as a demographic, they skew heavily Republican, heavily Republican. I, since I worked at the polls and got to hang out with 700 plus of my closest neighbors uh, who were, you know, some did a good job, some not such a good job of masking mm-hmm. up. I thought I should get a COVID test uh, just to make sure things were kind of on the up and up. And the, the doctor I was talking to, I said, I, I go, well, I have been very careful and we are home almost all the time. We never see anybody except I work the polls. And I am so angry that I live here where we don't do anything. And we went into red and there are no new DHMs. And the doctor, I thought he would just kind of like, you know, like, yeah, yeah. But, you know, try to just kind of be neutral. Because, you know, they're usually kind of a little bit, Mm -hmm. try to keep some space between the patient doctor kind of thing. This guy just went off. He started telling me how he voted for Ricketts. and now he had looked up how to get him recalled and he wished he could get him um like committed um like he's just i mean he went he was not mincing words and he talked about how we're not um fully implementing our pandemic plans and there's all of these different procedural things that should be being done that aren't being done i was shocked i've never heard a doctor talk politics ever and, mm-hmm. But they're just tired of it. They're tired of it. They're tired of holding back and having to put their own lives and their own families on the line when the community is not willing to do anything in return. And I get that. Yep. Agreed. And they do give a shit. That's why they're doctors. You don't become um, a whole family practice doctor for the fame and the glory. You become a brain surgeon for that, but you don't become like, you know, a pediatrician or like work at urgent care or be a family doctor. That's no fame. It's mm-hmm. just like funky toes or like, look at this weird ear thing. Can you look up my nose for a minute? I mean, look that's not glorious. Rash. <laughs> April, we're, what, you were mentioning that one of the larger counties has no ICU bed capacity left. Which one was Yeah. According to COVID Act now, it was um Sarpy County. Hmm. That they're that they're um hundred percent used. Now this is, you know, just one source, but I heard Dr. Ronner quoting it the other day. So, you know, Sarpy's not far from us. It's not small. That's That's where I'm from and that's where my mom lives and she runs a home daycare. I also yes, see Platt yes. County is 100% full. I'm not sure where that one is. You guys know? Platt County? I think it's out west. I don't think it's on the east. Gage end. County is 88% full. Mm, that's Beatrice, Gage County. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, it's common for us. Um, Dr. Booker is another local doctor, I think I'm saying that right, who has been... Mm talking is raising the alarm bells from the beginning and here's the bottom line he said we are not safe for indoor gatherings regardless of group size or mask wearing we're just not so no 
you and just your two brothers and sisters can't families can't shouldn't be getting together and no you should not be going to a fucking bar no you shouldn't be eating in a restaurant and no you shouldn't be having a family reunion and right. all of those are examples of things i've seen people doing on facebook <laughs> and it's frustrating you know i work in education and then to be constantly having to be exposed and worried because I'm essential Mm -hmm. there's literally nothing I can do to be safer and you know the parents of your students are not doing all that they can do um because we see it in the numbers like when I was working at the polls I knew I was around people who were not doing all they could do the numbers show that definitely COVID positive people were there Mm -hmm. and I just had to them vote and you know I we're asking essential workers to do things they shouldn't have to do Mm -hmm. it's really really horrible my family we are not getting together for Thanksgiving not a small one we're not doing it it would just be us the only person we're having over is my mother-in-law because this whole time we've been safe for her Mm -hmm. and because um we have to take care of her medication, sometimes take her to appointments and things like that. So we have to be around her. Mm-hmm. And so she is exposed to us, but um, gosh, it's just, it's just terrible. I don't know. I, and I'm trying, I'd like to feel safe going and getting a haircut or something. I just don't, it just doesn't feel necessary right now. And I would say the same for like the dentist and stuff too right now. I don't know. A friend just tonight was messaging that, this is just unbelievable to me, that her dentist, I don't know if you saw this Melody, our friend's dentist gave them a surcharge for COVID cleaning Uh, and procedures. There was a, there was a surcharge. For PPE. No, 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 no. That ain't my job. (laughs) Yeah, I just got a bill from my pediatric well child. They did not give me any heads up there would be extra charges for coming in in a pandemic. And in fact, they encouraged me to come in. They said they want the kids to keep coming in for their well child checks. And then they zinged me with a bill that is going to the doctor in a pandemic. That's literally the charge. That is ridiculous. That is Why so ridiculous. Insurance companies pay it with their billion dollar profits. Right. They should be this paying is... for the PBE. Actually, the federal government should be paying for the PBE. Damn right. Um, I am really shocked by this, honestly, because I have been to the pediatrician in this time. I had been to my doctor for my annual exam way back in March. Um, I have been to a psychologist's office only because that was an accident she said she wanted to see him and I thought she meant in person she meant zoom (laughs) oh she let us in because I'd had a negative test (laughs) and we wore masks um and I've been to all of my kids and family have been to the dentist over the summer and we had no surcharges of any kind so I am really concerned that maybe this is happening recently no it is recent they added the um, the American Medical Association added the code on September 8th. 
It's bullshit. Mm -hmm. So there's a, you have COVID um, code, and then there's a, you came to the doctor during a pandemic, which by the way, the pandemic's not going to end. No. So do you think what? the surcharges are going to so go like, away? How long are they going to bill for this? Like when did the surcharge go away? We're mad about everything, listeners. Can you tell? <laughs> yeah, no, I think- this Insurance like, makes me so angry. I so wish they could angry. hear our eyes rolling, okay? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Well, I think this is all to say, of course we are happy that our fascist president is now timed up. Oh, thank right? goodness. And he's leaving office and we never have to care what those popular tweets ever again. And we can all just move him. And Twitter and Facebook can finally give him the fucking boot for being right. a liar and spreading misinformation. And it's not, quote, newsworthy after this. Go on. Right. That's right. But like, so we're all happy, of course. And yesterday I was elated the whole day. Um, yep. But things are not good. The only real difference is that we have hope that the federal government can actually do what the federal government is designed mm -hmm. and able to do. That's, we just, but they can't do it now. It's not going to be for a while, but we have hope. That's the only difference. But we, there's so much work to do. So it's not over. It's not over. And right here in Nebraska, we need people to keep organizing Keep having your weekly meetings with your groups, your monthly meetings, and be ready because when that legislature kicks on in January, I've got no faith. I've got no faith. I think that Pete Ricketts, he's he's almost termed out. He's got about I think two more years maybe, and then he's he doesn't give a rat's ass anymore. And he is he going to try to do everything possible mm -hmm. in his next two years to ruin our state and leave a legacy that will be damn near impossible to revoke later. So we need everyone on board. So all of that organizing you did up through now, you have to keep going. That's what we're, yep. that's what we're imparting on you today. Yep. So get in. We're moving left. We're moving okay. left. Get in. I, get in. <laughs> moving left. So I want to, maybe ended on a little bit happier note uh, yesterday yeah. morning after uh, we found out that the presidential race had been called. Uh, my partner and I got in the car and drove around to people we knew's houses and we were jamming out to really loud music and honking and car dancing. And then Pete, you know, the people we were visiting would come out and they'd be dancing in their yards and then their neighbors would come out and mm -hmm. it was freaking magical. So um, I did uh dance with my kids and I cried mm -hmm. oh. and, like hugged really tight and I did go out in the yard and scream and my neighbor came out the next day and then we yelled at each other and screamed <laughs> and I planted a tree yeah and that's oh. going to be my yeah it just was coincidence right but I planted a tree and it is going to be the tree and 50 years from now <laughs> I'll be around I'll drive by and I'll be like that's the tree I planted <laughs> <laughs> when fascism was your taken grandchildren down. will know of the tree i yep. i've always had a flag out always and like when i've backpacked around the world like when i was in the peace corps i used to keep one in my backpack and i'd put it on a restaurant table for the fourth of july like it didn't matter the party of the president like it just was you know this solidarity with your nation um you know supporting the home team that kind of thing 
Well, I took the flag down when Trump was elected in mourning, and it has not hung in our house for the last four years, which was weird for me. I'm from a military family. We fly the flag. It's a big deal. And uh, so we hung it up yesterday, and then we have our yard signs of candidates. And a neighbor drove by, and they, there was a car full of people. Um, the whole family was in the car, and they all just started, like, dancing in their car, like, you know, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I started dancing in the yard. It was just so, yesterday was just amazing. It was. I hope everybody got to connect with someone outside your house in a safe way, like maybe from a car window to a yard or something like that, and screaming across the street. But I hope everyone got to connect with someone because it was, um, it was just a day, a day of big feelings. Mm-hmm. It was a good day. It was. And now we work. And now we work. Now we work. There's lots and lots of work to do. Because it's not over. And a big shout out to people in Omaha who organized and turned that dot blue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Precious. A lot of- you should go back yeah. and listen to her pod. She was on here. We interviewed her. Yep. And uh, there were lots and lots of organizers all over the second congressional oh, district. And, yeah, you never. And one person uh, is not on anybody's show. Oh no, no. Precious did uh, a great service to our state, and I am so excited that she is the elector for the second congressional mm-hmm. district. And she will be able to cast that vote for all of us. So I know we're just in Blue Lancaster County, but I'll take it. Yep, we'll take it. All right. Ladies. Well, we'll see you next week. Have a good week. Take care. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Seeing Red Nebraska, Politics from the Left. Seeing Red is a group blog edited by citizen volunteers and entirely devoted to Nebraska politics. You can support us on Patreon with a $5, $10, or $20 a month donation. Be sure to check us out at seeingrednebraska.com and on Facebook and Instagram. You can also follow us on Twitter at seeingredne or contact us via email at seeingredne at protonmail.com.